Black Out Loud Media Group. Welcome back to another episode of the Brown Sugar Cafe podcast, the place where poetry meets conversation. I'm your host, Terrence P. Elmore. And before we get into today's topic, make sure you hit that plus sign so you don't miss an episode. Also, please subscribe to my blog, thebrownsugarcafe.blog. And if you find any value in this episode or any other episodes, make sure you leave a heartfelt review. So with that being said, let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of the Brown Sugar Cafe podcast. And today I have a special guest, Angela from Honey and Hustle. Angela, how are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for coming on. So tell us a little bit about Honey and Hustle. You're a visual storyteller. So tell us about the idea behind Honey and Hustle and how'd you get started? Yeah, so Honey and Hustle really started as... Um, just an idea for how can I pass the mic for other people who are like me, but aren't maybe as fortunate enough to have access to the people that I have access to here in the Triangle. I remember when I moved from Alabama, you know, if I wanted to go to a networking event, you know, I'd be lucky to go to two good networking events a month. And not all of them in the same place, right? You know, I may have had to like put myself out there and travel to other parts of the state in order to meet people who are entrepreneurs and trying to do what I was looking to do as well. Um, And so that was, you know, it really puts you in a disadvantage in terms of learning from other people who are in the position you want to be in or who are trying to work towards similar goals that you have when you really don't have that local community there that's present. Um, Or, you know, and then there's some generational differences as well in terms of, you know, ownership and owning a business. So different um, just perspectives and levels of access there that were just barriers to me learning from the other people who had done it, right? So even trying to figure out basic things like, how do I get my LLC? Why do I need my LLC? Right. How do you do taxes? What is what is the EIN for? Um, just basic questions, you know, it, it takes so much longer to, to get answered. Um, you just don't have access to people who are willing to speak freely. And then I come here and, you know, I could go to a different networking event every night here in Raleigh or Durham or Chapel Hill. So oh, wow. it's like okay. a night and day difference in terms of my access to people who are willing to talk to me. And so um, I really wanted that for everyone. I wanted it not to matter what your zip code was, whether or not you had access to those type of resources and those type of stories. So Honey and Hustle really just started as me saying like, hey, if I can't bring the networking event to someone, um physically maybe i can bring it to them virtually because everybody's on their phone nowadays and it started kind of as a pandemic podcast if you will um but i somehow was just like yeah this is the perfect time people are at home people are thinking probably like me uh you know i want to make a life change or maybe i need to make more money or you know i really want to i have extra time i can spend that time on you know whatever my entrepreneurial pursuits are my side hustle that i want to make my main hustle um, all those types of things. How can I be the bridge for that? And that's kind of how Honey and Hustle got started. It is hard, depending on where you live, to find a networking event. And I, I really appreciate the fact that you thought outside of the box and trying to meet people where they are. And even with the pandemic, that really made things difficult as far as finding networking events because everything was shut down. And we were 
connecting with people online and i think still it still feels kind of weird for some people to go to networking events because we've what it was about two years maybe more depending on where you lived so that whole shift has been interesting even for myself to go from you know being a person who goes to networking events and things like that to have to shut down and slow down and i'm kind of easing my way back in but it's 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 become i guess a new norm it's still a little different because you don't know really how to gauge your interaction with people because i'm one of those people who you know when i see somebody i, I want to give them some dap or a hug but you're still trying to gauge like you know is it okay if i give you a hug or are you, are you going to feel comfortable because i'm comfortable but you don't know everyone's comfort level so that's a little weird and then it's like when you go to these events um what's the capacity going to be like is it going to be a lot of people there is it going to be a little bit of people are they still social distancing so yeah that's that's very interesting um one thing i liked about your your, your podcast you got me watching video podcasts because I normally listen to audio because it's just easier, but I love the visual effects of your podcast. And even when you were having guests through Zoom, I really appreciated that. You, I can't remember the name of the place, but when you have live interviews, what was the idea behind that? And how important is it for you to have your guests right there in the room with you? So I started, um, quite frankly, I started without a plan. I just had the idea. I didn't even have a space secured. So I started, I kind of had to reverse engineer that part of it. So I started at a co-working space called Venture X. And then I tried a couple different places around during season one. And I wasn't really feeling them. Uh, no offense, they were great, you know what I mean? But they just weren't really meant for, you know, what I was trying to do. Right. So then for season three, the season that I'm in now, I landed at the Durham Bottling Co., um, which is great. Uh, but I've gone back to doing some virtual interviews just because they're going under renovation. And I'm building out a new space at a new co-working space that is going to be tailored to video podcasting. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I love doing the virtual stuff. I love doing it in person. One major thing about the in-person and my idea, my loose, loosely constructed idea for Honey and Hustle was to create that kind of like conversation that feels like, you know, let's say you go to a networking event, you meet someone you want to connect with and you say, hey, you follow up with them, you say, hey, can I meet you for coffee? Can I meet you for, you know, a drink? Can I meet you for dinner? And then you have a more casual conversation about, you know, their experience of certain things. That's kind of the idea I wanted to bring to Honey and hustle. So taking um, that next step between like, okay, I've met this person, I'm interested. You know, can I have a conf casual conversation with them? Right. That's outside of that busy, sometimes anxiety-inducing, stressful environment that is networking. So I think the the in-person recording and filming really allowed me to do a lot of things. It allowed me to create a guest experience. Right. So from the moment they come in, you know, I'm walking up to them. You know, maybe I'm not hugging them because it's the pandemic, but I'm saying hello, I'm smiling, I'm asking right. them about their day. We're just having, you know, just casual conversation before the cameras even turn on. And then, you know, we sit down, um, I'm micing them up, I'm just kind of walking them through the process, getting them relaxed. All right, so kind of setting the tone for how the vibe is going to be, if you will. I know that sounds super hippy-dippy, but whatever. No, that's cool. <laughs> you know, we get to talking, and then at the end, maybe I give them a mug or a Honey and Hustle t-shirt. So, and I kind of tell them what to expect when the episode is going to come out, um, what else I'm going to be sharing with them, yada, yada, yada. So 
from start to finish, you have a better and more personalized, you know, experience that you can craft. Um, and that's part of what it's about for me too, right? They're giving me their time. They're giving me 30 minutes to an hour of their time for free, you know, spilling their knowledge for free, sharing their experience with me for free, right? So not only are people that are listening benefiting, but I'm benefiting from just being in the room with them too, right? So how can I make them feel that I appreciate the work that they're doing here with me in that time and taking time out of their day to be with me? Um, so for me, that's what it was about. Um, just really creating a great experience and a valuable experience for people on both ends of of, of the podcast, right? The guest and the viewer. Um, I can still do some of that, but it is a little bit harder with the virtual, right? Because it's just kind of like you hop on, um, they're ready to get going because I told them it's going to be an hour. Um, yeah. You know, we got to get recording at the end. Hey, before you hop off, um, hey, I'm going to send you an email about XYZ. Okay, this, you know, I'll see you later. You know, it's a lot more of a faster and uh, sometimes more scientific approach um, to recording. And I say that because you do kind of have to have a script and know how to walk people through. You know, it's not just as like fluid, uh, you know, and as, you know, flowing as it yeah. would be in person. And then again, you know, they're seeing me through a screen. You know, they're not really getting a sense of how short my ass is. They're not getting a sense of what. <laughs> You know, what it really feels like to be in a room with me. So there's some of that context taken out. Uh, But thankfully, you know, I've been fortunate to have some incredible guests that I've met with virtually that are here in the Triangle. So, you know, they've offered to meet meet up with me in person. And that's always something I want to take advantage of. But yeah, for people who are doing it, I mean, like, you don't have to have the biggest plan. But I, I do think there's something to be said about recording in person for sure. That's something I want to look into doing because this season is my first season actually taking on more guests and being more intentional about having guests. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, you know, taking little small steps here. But I eventually want to get to that. As you said earlier, I can tell like, I mean, just with me being in a room with people having conversations because I'm more of a a face to face person. You know, I'm I'm a person rather, hey, have a conversation face to face rather than pick up the phone. You know, and that's one of the things I had to learn how to do during the pandemic was pick up the phone and call people because I couldn't just readily go and see them and have face to face conversations. So that's definitely something that I want to look into doing. Now, earlier you said something about networking, and I just saw your most recent episode where you talked about landing your first gig as a keynote speaker Mm -hmm. and without giving out too much of that episode because I want my listeners to go back and listen to it, but you you found an opportunity through LinkedIn. For me, LinkedIn, it's kind of weird for me navigating through LinkedIn because I'm so used to the find a job aspect, which is why I created an account years ago. And it's only been like the last couple of months that I'm trying to get into using it for other purposes because I have met some good connections but sometimes I kind of drop the ball with actually using the the connections that I've found so first talk about your experience being the keynote speaker and also how you and like I said without giving out too much of the episode but how do you pretty much navigate through connections on LinkedIn yeah LinkedIn for me it, I was I had a very similar experience pre-pandemic you know I you know used it to find a job but then when I left my job to become a full-time entrepreneur, obviously that part of it didn't matter to me as much, right? But I stayed on there because I was like, well, again, I'm, you know, I went from networking every week 
to now nothing um so how can i use linkedin to kind of bridge the gap and i think on linkedin it's a little more socially acceptable to send somebody or a new connection a message than it is on like twitter right yeah that's true yeah uh that's what i started doing um and so just really um i wasn't really even posting anything on linkedin i was just like connecting with people and either when i would send the connection request or when i would get a request i would send them a message and that's kind of how things would start and sometimes people would be like they would just think i was wanting to sell them something and they'd be like oh no thanks and i'd be like yeah oh i'm not trying to sell you something um or sometimes people are like yeah let's meet up let's have a one-on-one meeting here's my calendar so just that fast right and that's always my goal too with social media if there's somebody i want to connect with the fastest thing for me to do is like how can i get them off this platform how can i get them in a virtual meeting how can i meet up with them how can i get them on a call and just talk to them that's the fastest way to build a connection with anybody and so that's what kind of how i was using linkedin it's just like okay this is my you know networking quick and dirty right here like how can i introduce myself and you know 30 seconds or less that catches their attention that makes them say yeah I'll, i'll meet up with you and so that's really how i started using linkedin more intentionally and i was just like i gave myself a goal i said i want to hit you know 3,000 connections that's what i did um that year 2020 and i just talked with a bunch of people got to know a bunch of people and um yeah one of those people in recent years you know i i keep doing the same thing i kind of kept it up i was like okay this is working people are interested in this people really like you know it stands out not many people are one thing i will do a little a little quick tip for you and your viewers here so whenever i send a message i attach an unlisted video on linked um youtube that's just a video of me talking to the camera introducing myself right um and so that little personalized touch because i mean how many people attach a video not many not many i haven't got any not even one like i think it was one person one person inspired me to do that they did it they attached a video of them just in a room just talking like very generic didn't say my name didn't try to make it super personalized very generic hey this is who i am this is what i do i'm looking forward to connecting and supporting you and learning more from you 30 seconds you know and then i was like okay i can do that you know and i looked like they just did it on their cell phone you know nothing crazy and i was like you know i can do that and i can take it a step further i can add you know my website you know or something at the end so that people can find me on my website if they watch it right they want to continue to see more of my work or what i do and um that's what i did i put that together and i think i've only made two within the past like you know two three years and that's all you need you don't need to keep updating it and um it, it does what it's supposed to do it reaches the people it's supposed to reach and um that was one thing i did and again not only that it takes people to my youtube channel where i have things like honey and hustle where I have things like the video talking about my experience getting a keynote speaking gig. And so that's what did. He went to my YouTube channel. He watched the video and he said, oh, let me just poke around and see what else you have. And he found another video that he liked. And he was like, hey, I'm a nonprofit executive director. Um, I really would love for you to come to our scholarship reception and be the keynote speaker for our high school students. And um, he was very serious about it. He's like, yeah, just like, here's more information on a nonprofit. I'd love to jump on a call. We jumped on a call. We started talking. And uh, he's here in North Carolina, in Henderson, North Carolina. And um, so I drove up there. Um, it was it was nice, I would say. As okay. someone who, you know, there are people who start a podcast with the hopes of, like, basically creating a speaker reel and being able to use that to find right. speaking gigs. So that is one way you could leverage your podcast to do that. 
Um, that was not my intention. <laughs> <laughs> I, you had told me when I started hunting hustle two, three years ago that this is this is going to be the outcome. I would have been like, you are absolutely crazy. Um, but you know that is that is one side effect of it, and that was really um, a blessing. And so I just tried to do a really good job and really just go into it with the same idea of like, how can I be valuable to these people? So I came into it. I was talking with families. I was talking with community members that showed up. Talking with some of the scholarship sponsors and of course talking to the host and just like that really calmed me down a little bit before I got started you know like these are just regular people I'm just regular people the only difference is I have a script and they don't know it I'm the only person who's going to know if I mess up you know unless I just mess up terribly bad and pass out or something but um yes I think for me and then you know just having the experience of talking to a camera in a room by myself and talking to a guest and messing up in front of some of my first guests on the show like really prepared me for for that moment so wow well congratulations uh, <laughs> i can't say that well maybe that is something for me in my future being a keynote speaker um like yourself i just i didn't see a need for it but with spreading the message and and getting your message out there you you have to be in more spaces and you have to be in spaces that make you feel uncomfortable and they're only uncomfortable well there's only a certain level of uncomfort when you begin that it, it kind of gets easier over time kudos to you for that that's that's very major did they have any video will you be sharing any video of that or um i took a video of me doing it just because i wanted to see how bad it was Oh. No, don't say that. you said how bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a video of it. I I don't think they took a video. They just took okay. photos. So yeah, I was able to get a photo from them. Are you yeah. going to um share it on you? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. So no. how would you rate yourself now that you've done it? Now that that's over with, is it a? Do you feel like a sigh of relief? Do you feel like you? can do it again you want to run out and do it again or what how's your how was the experience um it was good i would do it again okay. um i wouldn't do it for like an arena no but i would do it for like you know 100 you know 250 person room yeah yeah i would okay. do that size again yeah okay yeah you uh reference community and helping people there was an episode that I really like of yours. It was dealing with the, um, I can't remember her name. Her last name is Amir. Shayla Amir. Yes, the Bulls of Durham. Yeah. I really enjoyed that episode because it really opened my eyes to how much we can do if they, we have the resources to share things in the community. And it really highlighted the importance of supporting small businesses, supporting local and um even though i'm here in south carolina that episode really stuck out to me because your podcast is for dreamers creators and hustlers to make a business from their passion and so that episode it just it really stuck out to me because it's so much that i could be doing that we could be doing to help small businesses things like walmart we go there because they're convenient target we go there because it's convenient but it's some local businesses and even with restaurants we go to chain restaurants because we're familiar with them but how much more could we 
help our communities thrive if we're intentional about where we spend our money. Local, small businesses, um, even black owned businesses, if we're more intentional about that thing, how much more we could see in our communities. Because when these big corporations come in and stuff, they don't really care about the community and things like that. Their main thing is money. Mm-hmm. They find a they find a place where they think is thriving or growing and they say, hey, let's put a business there and let's make some money because it's people there. People are moving there. So how I guess my question is, how important is community to you, especially? And you kind of touched on this early earlier, moving from Alabama to North Carolina. Like, how did you find, I guess, because it's different, I think, when you grow up a place in comparison to moving somewhere. So was that easy for you, that transition, or did you find it difficult? Or just, I guess in your own words, help me understand that that transition. So moving from Alabama, you know, I grew up in Phoenix City, went to school in Birmingham, and then I moved uh, here to Durham. Um, So for me, I think my first kind of shock was moving from Phoenix City to Birmingham. Um, I had a lot more access and knowledge about like where my food was coming from living in phoenix city and just like even like the local restaurants that were like mom and pop shops like my freaking parents knew the owners you know um so you know we you know we we knew them they were friends you know so i'm going there on like a sunday for dinner or you know to get a big platter for to cater some nice event or whatever some holiday where we didn't feel like cooking like that was like the back of our hand right and then moving to Birmingham, you know, if you want, you know, to get something that, you know, came from a local farmer, you have to go to the farmer's market on Saturday to kind of get that experience. There's no like local grocery store you could go to where it's like, yeah, like such and such up the street gave us the chickens. And, you know, we have this whole food supply where you can buy wholesale foods from locally grown stuff. Like that wasn't really a thing, right? And then, like, the local businesses, yeah, you knew them. Um, And so, like, you know, as I got older and had money and stuff like that and wasn't as broke of a college student, then, yeah, I was going out to the local restaurants and doing all those type of things. But, you know, when you're a first-year, second-year college student, that's not really an option either. You're too broke to to do that. And it's (laughs) Whoever has something for 99 cents (laughs) or a dollar. You know, unless it was in walking distance, I really didn't go you know, my first couple of years in Birmingham. So making that transition to like, all right, how can I find local spaces and support them and show up for them? That was a really big transition for me. And quite frankly, it happened through music. I went to this, like this place that's no longer in Birmingham called the Syndicate Lounge. And that's where I saw my first open mic night. And that okay. just like opened up my palate. You know, you had all these people there and it was just, place that had just opened and it was just a vibe and I just really got open to that and I wanted to explore more after that right and so that's that's what I started doing and then as I became a business owner of course I saw how important it was you know yeah you may pay two dollars more but you know you're supporting someone in your community that is actually going to care and that money is going to recirculate in that community yeah going to like a Walmart or something and so even now you know, and I know this is a privilege what I'm about to say, but you know, when I go grocery shopping, I don't just think, okay, I have a list, let me go to Walmart, let me go to Food Line, let me go to Harris Teeter. You know, I go to, I start the long way. I go to Capital Seafood downtown for my seafood. I go to Perkins Orchard for my vegetables and fruits. 
and then whatever I can't get at those two places, then I go to a Food Lion or a Walmart or a Harris Teeter, right? So those are kind of my last places that I go on my list when I'm searching for, for food from my home or just, you know, other things that I need. Um, and so, and again, that's a privilege because that takes a lot more time than just going to Walmart and getting everything right. in one place, right? And it takes, you know, being able to pay for gas, even when gas gets inexpensive, right? takes having a car, which even in a city is a privilege, right? Being able to have a car and get where you need to go uh, versus using public transportation, which maybe not, you may not be able to carry as many things or on a bike, whatever the case may be. So it is a privilege. Let's, let's be clear about that. It is a privilege to be able to spend more to support a local business owner. There's no denying that. But I do think that the, I have seen, at least in my life, that the more you support the more accessible those small business owners become because they become more stable, because they can invest more in systems that make them accessible to people, whether that's, you know, DoorDash or Grubhub or something like that. They can afford to pay the fees that, you know, it costs to be associated with those apps. You know, they can afford to pay a delivery driver now. You know, they can afford to um, move in a more convenient location, a more convenient commercial storefront, right? They can afford to have a food truck. Um, they can afford to, you know, hire staff so they can do more pop-up vendors and be in more places. Um, so those type of things. So you, in the, it's a long play, I feel like, supporting local. That's true. And you highlighted some very key points because sometimes when we're spending our money places, we're just thinking about the service we're getting and not really what we're providing for the, the owners. What, you know, even with word of mouth, if you have a good experience um, and sad to say, even if you have a bad experience, you're going to let somebody know and they're going to go check it out, too, just because you let them know your experience. So it's, it's much more than just spending your dollar. It's the intentionality behind it and, and what it can bring. Like you said, they can do more things if they have more business. Um, so that's wow. That's that's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um <laughs> Before I let you go, I want to ask you what's in store for Honey and Hustle. Now that you're a uh, big time keynote speaker, what's <laughs> what's in the future? <laughs> yeah, um, I, for one thing, I am going to get back to in-person recording. Okay. Um, we are busy working with a co-working space here in Durham to kind of revamp and renovate the previous podcast studio space to make it more video podcast friendly. So that will be an option coming to uh, the show that you guys will see here soon, hopefully in 2023. We're super excited about that. Um, and it's really a blessing to have a hand in, in bringing that studio space to life. So super stoked on that. Um, bringing some podcast resources to you guys. Going to have some digital things, some free, some paid, but definitely low cost just to kind of get you, help you if you're starting out with a video podcast. Those are some things that I think will be super helpful. So things that just looking back on it would have been helpful for me. And that'll be good resources for fans of the show. So I'm super excited to get some some digital and physical resources out there. And then uh, really just looking forward to uh, just uh, we're going to have a new website. The new website is like 80 percent done. OK, OK. I'm excited to share a completely new website um, that is completely custom made on Tilda. Uh, that's going to have, you know, a lot more things in one place. So some reviews, some information on sponsors, information on resources that I use, you know, playlists that you can get started with. Uh, I'm just super excited to have that. 
going and uh, available for people. So yeah, so just trying to get 1% better every year, make the experience better every year. Hopefully going to have some custom merch drops, but don't quote me on that. Um, we'll see how things go. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, you know, going to try to step it up. Just keep keep getting 1% better every year. So that's what I'm excited for in 2023. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I want to let you know that, that you have inspired me. Uh, <laughs> different episodes of yours that I've listened to and watched. You've given me that push to keep, you know, trying to add and level up my podcast. So I, I want to thank you for that. Also, uh, please let my listeners know where they can connect with you, uh, how they can reach you. Yeah, previous to today, I would have said you can find me on Twitter. Um, and I am still on Twitter at Honey and Hustle. But, you know, who knows? I may get banned tomorrow. So you can also <laughs> find me on LinkedIn. And it's just my name, Angela Hollowell. You can connect with me on there. I do try to post pretty regularly on there and all the episodes get shared there. And if you're if you're feeling funky and you also want to watch a video podcast, you can find me on YouTube at Angela Hollowell. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for stopping by. We'll connect soon. Um, my next venture, as I told you, is I'm going to start doing some video podcasts. And so whenever I get that up and running, I, I have you back and uh, we'll converse some more and give everybody an update on what's going on. But thank you so much. I appreciate you. And um, to my listeners, remember, keep pushing forward. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brown Sugar Cafe podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Terrence B. Elmore, and this is the place where poetry meets conversation. Hit that follow button and turn on your notifications so you won't miss an episode. Check out my blog, thebrownsugarcafe.blog. Also connect with me on Instagram at thebrownsugarcafe. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and as always, remember, keep pushing forward.